This is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. today with Mona Stewart. Wow, she is so much like Abraham. Her faith just never wanes. She is an amazing, incredible woman, and she has done so many things to honor God in her life. It is absolutely unbelievable. Mona, I am so glad to have you with us. So I thank you so much, China, for this invitation. I'm so honored. Um, for what God is doing in your life. Thank you for an opportunity to just be able to speak to your listening audience. I believe that he wants us to say his name. He always wants us to praise him and give him the glory that he deserves. Amen. Amen. So I, I really believe that. So that's why Everybody who's listening, this is my cousin, and I am so honored uh, by the woman she is. It is, I mean, I mean, yeah, she's a sister in Christ, but she has become an incredible woman. It, it's actually mind blowing to know that I am related to her. So I am very honored to have you here. My first question is sanctioned by God ministry. What, what does that represent? What is that all about? Sanctioned by God Ministries is a ministry that the Lord had me to really kind of walk into as a pastor. Um, you know, I grew up in the Church of God in Christ, 
And um, at that time, uh, there, there weren't really women pastors through that organization that was being ordained and hands laid on them, so on and so forth. But I heard the Lord speak to me and clear me to do this. I was very apprehensive, uh, China. I didn't want to find myself out of the will of God. Also, when you begin to move in different uh, realms and where God has you, everyone will not agree with it. Everyone right. will not understand it. So I started this ministry with another a lead pastor some years ago. And um, the Lord gave me, I said, Lord, I, I need a name. Um, it was another uh, ministry uh, prior and things happen when we don't keep our eyes focused on God and leave flesh out of the way. It has to be God all the way. Anything yeah. that belongs to God, we have to keep our focus on him. After, you know, some things begin to uh, change and transition, I asked the Lord to give me a name that would honor him and mm -hmm. that heaven would put its seal on. And oh, wow. he gave me through the Holy Spirit said, whenever anyone sees the ministry, when anyone sees you and sees those that are following the, uh, you know, that they will know that my hand is upon this ministry and I have approved what you're doing. So that's where Sanctioned by God Ministries, the name came from and uh, Souls Our Business, Prayer Our Foundation. And that's what we um, stood on and stand on at the time. I'm not a senior pastor anymore. I pastored for about 15 years and the Lord called me to a different work. And so I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Wow. You probably touched a lot of people with that. Amen. Yes. Yes. A lot of people came to the Lord. Families, you know, uh, came to the Lord, kind of outgrew the place where we were worshiping, holding our services. And the Lord really blessed us in that place. And, and I, I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, are you still with Church of God in Christ? Are you still with that one? As you stated, we're cousins and, you know, Aunt O.C. that have gone oh. to be with the Lord. Wait, wait. I just want to say and let the record be clear. It is because of my Aunt O.C. that I have faith. Amen. I mean, I loved God, but that means nothing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Having faith is something different. Now, mm -hmm. of course, everybody knows this story about me. I had to learn what that meant, but still she taught me the faith because her faith was, oh, it was incredible. It yeah. was like God had his hand on her back and he was just pushing her all yeah. over the place. And she was just guided by him in every way, shape or form. So I just wanted to let that be known. And I'm so grateful to her for that. When, you know, I was born, uh, I was born and, you know, we all kind of was raised together. And and my aunt, Bert Bert, <laughs> which is your mother, right? Yeah. They're both gone and, and uh, we're carrying on. So the Church of God in Christ is where my mother was saved and filled uh -huh. with the Holy Spirit. 
and began her missionary work. And I am still connected, even though the church that I um, am attending now, and even when I was ordained as reverend and, uh, and hands were laid on me uh, for the, the leadership of pastor, pastoring, it was not under the Church of God in Christ. But every now and then, a lot of times I go back home. Many things call me back home. Uh, weddings call me back home. Uh, uh, funerals called me back home. Uh, ministry, yeah. can you come run a revival for us, calls me back home. Um, I'm, yeah. still, I'm still in contact with many of the people, right? Wow. So, you know, they have the saying in the Church of God in Christ, you can't join in. You have to be born in. And so yeah. I was, since I was born spiritually in it, I will never, ever, ever uh, disconnect in a manner of. I don't blame you. About my business. Yeah. So, I didn't know your mom got uh, baptized there and everything. Yes. Church of God in Christ. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. wow. Yes. I always tell the story how she used to keep us in church all day. Well, mama would actually send us with her when we met. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Send that. That's right. Everybody go. <laughs> and it was all day. I was like, mm -hmm. me and Tina was like, what is going on? All day. All day. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not lying, right? No, you're not. Absolutely. <laughs> all day. All day with Jesus. That's what she. Yeah. That's what they believe. Yes. All day. That was that's something else. Habit. Yes. But it was. It was unbelievable how you know you you could just look around and see that everybody there they they were in it. They. Yes. Man, that that must have been a great experience growing up in that, huh? Yes, it was. It was. We all, you know, from the choir to the usher board. I mean, there are people that I'm still very, very close with uh, China. And uh, I just thank God. God is amazing. He yeah, is. Amazing. It says you've been licensed uh, as an evangelist. Yes. What does that mean? What What is that for somebody okay. who wouldn't know? Okay. Well, when we um, look in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, it tells about why we were called to the ministry. And it also outlines, descriptive wise, Bible says, and he gave God, he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be an evangelist, pastor and teacher. And it was for perfecting of the church, the working of the ministry. And so these this these ministry gifts one out of the ministry gifts is the evangelist and i'm going to go back to uh kojic which we call in short church of god in christ kojic preach um, come on come on right kojic right that that's memphis tennessee kojic home kojic that's kojic's jerusalem memphis tennessee so they believe in when you are an evangelist that they give you a license. And that means that you are free to run revivals, to go out and win souls. You go outside of the local church. You've been thoroughly prepared. The anointing of God and the hand of God is upon your life for this work. You have a burden for souls. 
This is what it means to be a licensed evangelist. That okay. they are, they approve you, they send send you out, and they expect that you will do the work of the Lord as an evangelist. Run revivals, tent meetings, go into the the highways and hedges, and compel men to come. However. This in what being a licensed evangelist means that God have chosen you to oh. do a work. There's something called the fivefold ministry gifts, which I just named apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. It's fivefold ministry gifts, and so the evangelist is one, and that's one that God has called and anointed. For his purpose, because even Paul was an evangelist. Remember, we read scripture, he was a missionary, but he also was an evangelist. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so apostle, evangelist is a little bit more than an apostle, right? No, well, you know, when people say that a little more, I say that as long as we're working in the framework that God has given us. Right. I don't like putting one above the other. However, uh, an apostle has greater grounds. When I say greater, I mean more grounds. It stretches far, far, far. And so the evangelist has his or her responsibility in the body of Christ. The apostle has his, I'm going to say his, some don't believe that uh, women should be apostles. That is a doctrinal issue, but I don't know who else would be listening. But we have to, if we read in scripture, there was a woman apostle in several that is in scripture that's named. So it, the apostle goes forth, the prophet who speaks the or as the oracles of God and the mind of God. And then you have the pastor, uh, the evangelist, that goes out into the the field, as we call it, and uh, win souls for Christ. Yes. Apostles, when you were saying about a woman apostle, they're Mm -hmm. just finding that out, right? That there was actually a woman apostle, like they didn't always know that? Yes, that's true because we have in our society and it has spilled over and it did spill over into the church where there were they they separated what women should be doing and right. what men are to do and somewhere along the line um it was felt way back that women had a specific purpose in the church and but also the scripture says that in god there is no gender there is no male or female Meaning when it comes down to ministry, the work of ministry, the call of God, God anoints who he wants to anoint. He chooses equally. Wants to uh, yeah, equally. And one of the things about it is in scripture, there is a gender uh, reference to some of the ministries of health or leadership. You know, when they talk about bishops. You know, it says a bishop is a husband of one wife. That is very, that's gender specific. But um, God is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't really discriminate or, you know, put anyone in any specific category 
basically evangelists could be a man or a woman. I have seen that a lot of that title or that office, excuse me, for men as an evangelist, you don't hear a lot of that. But there are many evangelists. God's anointing is God's anointed. He calls us, he chooses us and calls us and places his anointing on us for the service that he wants us to conduct and perform in him. Sometimes will be our, done. Yeah, that's right. He just wants it done. Sometimes our religious beliefs and practices and doctrines uh, uh, get in the way of God using who he wants to use and when he wants to use them. Right. Cause it's all about saving souls. Amen. Period. Oh, amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The marketplace is there and souls are dying every day Yeah. and he's soon to come. So the word has to get out and God will use who he wants to use to get his word out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I tell people all the time, I would shout it from the rooftops what he has done for me. So yes, I've got no shame in that. Yes. And I tell people this too. If God knows about it, to me, it doesn't matter who else does. Exactly. No it really doesn't. Him. That's right. You know? No secret to him. Right? No, mm -hmm. no. Cause he knows, he knows it all. So even if I tried to hide it, he, he knows already. He knows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was it like doing away missionary work? I, I'm amazed you did that. That's that's incredible. My goodness. So <laughs> wow. You know, I, I'm living vicariously through you right now because wow. I always wanted to do something like that. And wow. you know, never really found a church to do that. And I'm getting too old. And you know, I got other, I figure. You know, I'm going to do things different and try to, you know, praise God and, and give him the glory. But when I was younger, man, if I would have had the right spiritual guide, and we're going to talk yeah. about that because I think okay. that's what a lot of people are missing. I think that's why people tend to backslide and go back to their old ways because yeah. they don't have yeah. a spiritual guide. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're right. You're absolutely yeah. correct. Um, yes. Yeah, so what was that like? Yeah. What is it like uh, being a missionary? Well, China, of course, you know, some of my story, you know, how I became a mother, a teenage mother at the age of 14 um, under some unprovoked uh, situation. And well, before that, at the age of 13, I... So let's let's clarify that. You were sexually assaulted? Well, yes. But the reason why I did not want to talk very candid about it is because I have not had that conversation with some of our family members. And yeah. I knew your whole story. Yes, right. I knew your whole story. I mean, I never discussed it with anyone, but I knew. Right. I knew this what happened. Yeah. So everyone kind of knew what happened, but I was very devastated um, because that imagine. was not my plan. That was not right. my plan. I had, you right. know, plans for school and 
and to continue serving God. And, and I was just loving God and loving people. And I love being in church and, and so on and so on. And I love telling people about Jesus, you know, and all those hey, things. Hey, so mm -hmm. hold on one second. Mm -hmm. Now I know you said it wasn't your plan, right? Right. But that amazing child that you had was definitely God's plan. Oh, absolutely. Amen. Uh, she that, was, that was God's plan. A light. Yes, she was a light yeah. in this world. And what yeah. she did, she uh. did quickly. She she had her own trials and tribulations. But let me tell you something. When she gave her life to the Lord, I remember I just laid in the bed one night and I said, Lord, you promised the trouble that I went through. I went through pain. I went through rejection. I went through embarrassment. All of those things for my child to be part of the world and not know you. I said, that's not going to happen because you, you promised me that she would be saved and that she belonged to you. But again, you know, sometimes we don't see any signs of what God says. <laughs> that's what, that's, you know, we're going to say, I guess, segue into talking about faith. I saw no signs of it. I saw her going the opposite direction. You know, she wanted a party. Uh, they told me she was a good dancer. You know, she liked having fun. She was a, just a beautiful young woman. One night, I'm waiting for her. You know how our parents, you know, mother, I didn't go out like that, but you yeah. know, they wait up for you. Did not tell you to come in being by a certain time and so on and so forth. And um, I was waiting up and I said, you know, I'm so tired. I want to lay down, but I don't want to lay down before she comes in. And I told her to be in a certain time. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, this will be the last night that you will come and sit up and wait for her. You won't do that any longer. I want you to lay down and rest in me. Go to sleep. He told me, he said, go to sleep because wow. I have her. And that was the last night that I stayed up waiting for her to come in. And wow. I slept. I didn't say anything to it like the next morning, good morning, but I never got on her about a reaction or what time she got in and this and that. Because I heard the Lord tell me to rest, go to sleep, and that he had her. And short, shortly after that, she gave her life to the Lord. Wow. And she began to live for the Lord ever since until her the day of her demise. She was a beautiful, yeah. beautiful uh, witness for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so, I didn't get to meet, to know her. I met her. Right. I didn't get to know her. And that was really my loss. I wasn't around. I was going through my own trials and tribulations. But everybody says she was the light yeah. of the world. Yeah. She really was. She had a light on her. She loved God. She helped people. She had such a compassion for people. She had a compassion. She didn't, she wasn't one that would sit around and talk about people. She would, you know, so she just was an amazing young woman. And I just miss her so much, even up, up until today. I just miss her. 
and but but the Lord knows all things. Yeah, so missionary work. So at the age of 13, I took my first missions trip. It was with an evangelist from uh, Mount Sinai. His name was Elder I.S. James. He took myself and his two daughters that we were very close and a team from the United States. We went to a small island called Abaco, Bahamas, outside of Nassau, Bahamas. Okay. Yeah, I've, no I've been to Nassau, yeah. But there's a place called Abaco. At that time, no lights, you know, big tent. Everything was flying around, <laughs> all the bugs and this and that. And I was like, what am I doing here? But it was in <laughs> that place, came to me one night during the, 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 the uh, crusade, you know, him, myself, and his two daughters, we were helping with the music to sing the songs and, and pray with people. And I remember midday, one day he came to me and he says, you're bringing the gospel message tonight. And wow. I was like, me? I had never spoke before in my life. When he told me that, he says, you're going to bring the gospel message. And let me tell you, the word must have went out in all the villages, towns, you know, and it was packed because wow. they heard that this little child preacher, which I did not know I was, going to bring the word. And I bought the word that night. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens oh. me. And the oh Lord moved that word through that tent. And I made my first altar call. Many young people came and gave their lives to the Lord. Wow. That started my ministry, not in the United States, but in Abaco, Bahamas. Wow. That's where my ministry started as a missionary, a foreign field missionary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Well, you are blessed. And, and I'm telling you, I know you saved many lives that day because wow. who knows, who knows where those souls would have been, right? Yes. To God be the glory. Yeah. Yeah. Where were some places that you went? Other places that I have gone, I have been to Trinidad on mission. That's where my dad was from. Right. Yes, that's right. Uncle Herman. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, yeah, Trinidad. I've been to Africa. I've been to uh, several times. Uh, I've been to Japan. I've been so I've had yeah my missionary uh, trips. My missions trips have been extensive. And then yeah. of course I've done missionary work here in the United States. Tent services and revivals, nursing homes, prison ministry. I did for almost twenty years. You said you went to Trinidad. What was that like? Trinidad. Well, Trinidad, it was interesting. We went there. This was my first time there. And I was actually had to, this was one of the, not so much prerequisites, but this was something that I had to complete before I completed in Bible school, this particular uh, program. And so it was when well, you either you had to take a missions trip, and okay. so we took a missions trip, and 
it was very interesting, but we saw the hand of God when we were, we were going into the homes of, of women that allowed us to come in from some of the churches that were in the surrounding areas. And we went in and, and these women were infected. Their husbands went to find work. They could not stay around in the small towns and find work to take enough work to take care of their families. So they would go to some of the bigger parts of Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. And a lot of them began to indulge Be in promiscuous. Right. Because not because they wanted to, wherever they could get money. So they began to oh, wow. sell themselves. Oh and my goodness. Yes, and they contracted AIDS and brought it back home whenever they got back home to their wives. And so there was a lot of counseling that was going on and building up of these women and their home, their homes and giving them hope and, and trying to get medication and something called training the nationals where you come in and you meet the needs, but you also teach them how to be self-sufficient if no one is coming over there. So that was a good job. I stayed for about a week. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Man, oh man, that's that's really something. Did a lot of people give their, their lives over to Christ? Yes, they did. We brought Christ as the hope, not just the hope for them, but the hope of the world. And we brought the love of Jesus, you know, no matter what state they were in, what condition they were in, right? We brought the love of God and the love of Jesus and we shared it with them extensively day in and day out. We cried with them, right? We, we, we made sure that there was food. We made sure instead of, you know, a lot of times when you're going on a mission a trip, it's not so much what you can get from them, but what you can bring and what you, what you can give. Yes. Right? So we yeah. did a lot of that. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that what it should always be about giving? instead of taking yes yes yeah. absolutely yes always yeah. mm-hmm. i agree you were ordained what was mm-hmm. that like and, oh, and when oh. were you ordained i was ordained in 2000 in 2000 was it 2000 yes it was 2000 so much okay. happened in 2000 that's when uh, Janine passed in 2000, but that was the latter part of the year in 2000. But I was ordained in 2000 and it was amazing. You know, a team of pastors and from the seminary that I came up through came and as they call, you know, the Presbytery laid hands on me. And it was a, actually a two-year training process. It wasn't just about someone typing up a paper and giving it to you and say, wow, you're ordained. I went through rigorous training and teaching and, and all sorts of things that it required for my one of my spiritual fathers, Dr. Frank Garofalo of NYC which he used to be up here, is New York City Theological Seminary. And it's for pastors, counselors, right? And he came up with the team because he had relocated to Florida. And they came back 
and they laid hands on myself and another uh, pastor to be at that time and this ordained us to the work of the Lord. And it was amazing. The Holy Spirit um, fell in that place. And it reminded me of when uh, Jesus was baptized. And after the baptismal, while he was being baptized by John, the heavens opened up. And what came out of the heavens said, this is my son who I am I well pleased And so it's like the heavens opened up that day and confirmed his blessings and his approval or what was being done that day. So I tell you, it, it was amazing. Yeah. And I wow. thank God for that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's incredible. I really love that story. Women are very much recognized in the ministry and um, in all walks of the ministry. But when I was coming, it was a very difficult time. And you had to know that the Lord called you to this. Um, I would go places and I'm telling you, totally shut out you know, not acknowledge as being who I, I was and am. And um, it was a very difficult time, but so I kept- you, you were forward. shunned. You were shunned. Yes. Oh yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Well, that's something I didn't know. I learned something new today. <laughs> yes. What do you say to someone that wants to get closer to God? What would you say to them? that wants to get closer to God. Well, you know, in this day and time where there's so many schools of thought, so many, a lot of what is called a new age movement, a lot of, I've heard people say, well, I'm God, you know, I'm my own God, right? And so the first thing I usually ask people, cause I'm still out there in the marketplace, I'm still talking to people about the Lord. Um, I asked him, I said, well, what do you know God to be? Yeah. You know, because sometimes people hear a phrase and it sounds like something that they can jump on. Oh, well, what's this about? You know, and um, so I asked him, you want to get closer to God? What would that what would that mean for you? Yeah. Because I want to make sure that what I'm giving you is what you need at that time. I want to know how to introduce whatever you're saying that you want. Or if someone is kind of going in another direction with it, you know, well, I'm not sure. I don't really know who God is, you know, but, you know, I'm hearing that, you know, to get close to him, you know, it means something, but I'm not really sure what. So basically you, you've got to find out where their head is where their head is in reference to God. Why would, why do you want to get close to God? Can you see him? Can you feel him? Who told you about God that you want to get close to him, that you feel the need to be close to him? You know, and it, it's interesting that we have to take that extra step again, because there's so many schools of thoughts there's so many things that are in the air and it looks right. It almost sounds right. 
But then the Holy Spirit lets us know, no, something is wrong with this. It's, it's not clear. So I always want to get clarity from people, not assuming that everyone has been churched and everyone understands the language. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are some of the answers you get? I'm just curious. You know, I would get an answer like, um, well, you know, I, I, I just need something in my life. You know, I've tried a lot of other religions. I've heard that also. And I just want to see what this is about. And of course, we know salvation is not a religion. It's a lifestyle. And right. so, yeah. And so I get answers also like, um, you know, I'm a backslider, right? I, I walked away from God. Okay. I, and I want to come back to him. I just want to get closer to him. I know that I need him. I've fallen away. I walked in my own way. I've done and I'm doing what I want to do. And it's so hard for me to find my way back to him. Can you help me? Yeah. Well, yeah. as far as Christianity, mm -hmm. you can't be selfish. You have to be selfless. Uh, yes, yes. That, yes. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, so, yes. That is so true. I so, think you'll stay in faith yeah. if you realize that from the jump street. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I, well, I believe that. I believe yeah. that. You stay in it. Sometimes we don't always know what in it means. But right. let me tell you, as, as life continues to move on and as things begin to happen in our lives, let me tell you something. There's a day of reckoning, and I'm not talking about a reckoning uh, in a punitive Amen. way. I'm talking about a reckoning where God will present himself to you yes. because you have a desire to know about him. Because, and I was listening to... Um, the uh the broadcast or the the glory in the glory room if you don't mind me mentioning that no go right. ahead i was listening uh i was on the glory room for a couple of days uh, i missed today try to be on tomorrow but i i heard where um you were saying you said well i had faith but i didn't really know what that meant no and sometimes even when we are clueless if i can use uh that word for lack of a better word yeah. right now please Just do yeah be pointed in the direction where god is just to have faith and say listen i cannot trace you i don't really know a whole lot about you but i heard yeah. that you answer prayers i heard that you love people beyond where they have been i heard it's things like that where God will come, a day of reckoning will come and he will show up and yeah. he will present himself on behalf of in, in, in an individual's life to prove himself to and them. He, and he's not going to say, uh, now let's just sit down and talk about what Joe Schmo did uh, and, and, and why you did what you did no. Because of no. Carol, he, no. he's not saying no. that. No, it's gonna be not all about you, it's right? It's all about it. yes, absolutely. And what you did, and what, and what you did. did. So right. I tell people sometimes. Sometimes it's not about what they did. That's right. Sometimes, mm -hmm. most of the time, it's about. As far as God's concerned, all of the time, it's about what you did. It's That's not right. about what somebody mm -hmm. else did. That's right. 
And I think we have to learn that because I don't know. I think people are content with having someone to blame. You know, oh, it's easier. It's easier to do that. Yeah, I guess. But if yeah. if you know God, you 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 should know that at the end of your time, He's not going to say, "Oh, by the way, why did Joey do that?" He, I don't think he's going to be worried when, when it comes to you. I don't think he's going to be worried about what other people did. It's all about what you did. So you've got to make your story about you and how yes. you did things. Yes. Now, yes. you know, my mother was a wonderful woman. She was a light as well. She gave. Oh, boy. But did she? she didn't know how to be a mother. Okay, she lacked in that department. But none of us are perfect. No. And and I don't grudge her that because she didn't have a good example either. You know, no. they were great women, but they just didn't know how to be mothers. But whatever I did for my mother, it was because I loved her. She was my mother. I owed her that. And yeah. I knew that she was a human being mm -hmm. and human beings aren't perfect. No, not at all. Came to that realization, and then I was able to do what I needed to do for her because I loved her and she was my mother. Not looking back at oh, you know, she didn't get me that red bike I wanted. You know, there was never any of that. Right. And I think right. if even God, that's mm -hmm. how you should move forward in your relationships. Amen. Yes. yes. Amen. Amen. Good point. Yes. Amen. You can't be selfish if you're True. a Christian. True. Um, we're not supposed to be. Um, that's something that we have to learn as we go along. And if, 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 you're, you're, if your character, there's two things. The personality is what people see on the outside. Your character right. is what's on the inside. What inside. you who you are, who, what you're really made of. And so the character uh, is what we should be working on. Right. But a lot of times we're more concerned about how we look on the outside, which we should. But what's going on on the inside? Right. You know, right. what is God seeing? People may not be able to see it if they're, if they're not discerning certain things through the Holy Spirit, but what is God seeing on the inside of us? Right, right. Now, you have to give back. You can't just take. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's because of the people's experiences that uh, they do what they do and how, how they do it. But God's expectation of, of us as his people is to walk differently to uh, uh, live differently, to project differently, right? Um, we do things differently. We don't. We yeah. don't. We, we don't do even if we have had experiences that could cause anyone to be bitter, yeah, and, and to be guarded, and all of these things. Guess what? God wants His people to respond differently. Yes, I agree. You know, we need God in our lives so we can yeah. do things the right way. We can be better mothers. 
Um, yeah. There's no book that says, okay, there are books you can read about parenting, but guess what? Some of those books can help, they help very little. Right. And most of it is by trial and error. And yes, um, that's we, true. We, just, we don't know how to be unless we uh, submit ourselves to God and ask him to help us. So there's a lot of people in the body of Christ that are in the body of Christ, but they have not submitted themselves, China, to God and said, listen, make me, mold me. You know, we have an issue with getting back on the potter's wheel. Yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to get back on the potter's wheel, right? Because some no. things we're not ready to give up. We want to hold on to right. because it's a security to us. We're going oh, yeah. to else with this, but I just want to, I just wanted to. I'm, I'm guilty of that too. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. Guilt. I'm a guilty mm -hmm. of it too. Uh, mm -hmm. I cursed like a sailor up okay. until three years ago. So it's like, okay. you know, definitely. We have to know and we learn as we go what God expects from us. Yes, yes, so. absolutely. Hello, everyone. Before we get back to the Inspirational Wow Show, I want to take a moment and talk about China Myers' best-selling, gripping, heartfelt book titled A Letter to God. You can find this true life story on Amazon. Now, back to the Wow Show. I'm, I'm not where I should be, but I'm definitely not where I was. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, but um, yeah, you're so right about that. It's yes. it's like we have to know and and pay attention to what is expected, and we should be different, of course. Yeah, the Bible and, says and, that's right. But we're human, so mm -hmm. so it's easy to make mistakes, and you know, I I, I always tell people. It's not that you made the mistake. It's that you you keep making the mistake. It's like, okay, right. you made a mistake. Move forward. Mm -hmm. it, it's like if you trip. Okay, you trip. Now keep walking. You're okay. Right, get but up. if you keep mm -hmm. tripping, now wait a minute. What's the problem now? You, you just keep tripping? You know, right. that's where I have, I lose, like you said, we're we're digressing. But I do lose, like, you know, like, respect for that person. Like, what are you doing? You know, right. you, you, you keep making the same mistake, mistake. Maybe you need to go to God and ask him, you know, what you need to do. Because it's apparent that, you know, something's going on. What was your major at New Rochelle School? What was your major there? Well, uh, my major, that was where I did my BA, uh, College of New Rochelle. Um, it was uh, a liberal arts and a minor in psychology. And I uh, got my master's at Nyack College under uh, mental health counseling. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Mental health. Wow. We mm -hmm. really have some issues today. Yeah. And they're filling that. these kids with drugs and mm -hmm. they are just, what would you say to a mother? I, I just had a psychologist on uh, my last show. But what would you say to a mother that is really struggling with their children and they, because this society is so instant gratification mm -hmm. and, you know, all these distractions and, and phones and iPads and mm -hmm. what do you, what do you say to a mother as far as trying to get them closer to God? Well, it does start in the home. 
Okay. Yeah. And I believe we as mothers or parents, we could not see how the cell phones, first it was the pagers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I'm dating myself, I yeah. guess. It was the pager. Everybody yeah. wanted to have a pager on the side. Then it, it transitioned from a pager and all this was all the plan to a cell phone. And then now, you know, then the children start having cell phones. You know, remember years ago, um, after a certain time, nobody's supposed to call that your house. Your house your house phone did not ring. Right. If it rang after a certain time. That means that it, it was, was an trouble. emergency and it was trouble. And if no yeah. one wanted to hear their phone ring that that time of, uh, of night or morning. But now yeah. the whole thing is now that the kids had uh, cell phones and they were taking the cell phones to be yeah. bed and they were having conversations and then it, on and on and on. So when we broke the rules of the house, we release our children to go ahead and do whatever you do. Those kids yeah. took that set those the cell phones and the social media and they yeah. ran with it. They ran past the parents because they already knew the parents didn't know what was going on. They didn't know right. how to get into the number. They used to change their, their passcodes and their names. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, listen, yeah, I'm not saying I was the best mother either, but I was I was able to hack and I would find it all out. It, it wasn't easy, but it, let me tell you something. I think it's a lot worse now. It is. I think there's more stuff. Control. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. So here it is, a mother in the 21st century that right. is trying from the 20th century to the 21st century is trying to bring their child, focus their child back to God. Right. When there's How do they so do it? many other platforms that the mother and the father or the mother or the father, they are competing mothers parents are now competing with other platforms that have wow. their children's attention they're in competition they're in competition with tiktok they're in competition with instagram they're in competition with some of the sites that just pop up you didn't and, and i didn't tell my child this you didn't have to it popped up on their phone it popped up yeah. on their tablet and now they right. they're learning things that you didn't teach them so a parent yeah. that wants to send direct their child back to god listen the bible says that these things they're not going to move these things are not going to change unless you fast and pray these kind okay these kind okay. will come out only through fasting and praying. Okay. Only, only you keep your standards the way they're supposed to be in your home. You cannot live one way going to the house of the Lord. And then at your home, there's something told. It does not reflect that at all. Okay. So you're saying the parents and the children have to fast and pray. The parent that wants to bring their child 
to a sense of reality and to have a greater perspective of who God is, that parent has to fast and pray. Because right now you exactly. can't get your child to fast and pray because their minds are the place. So they don't e guess what? They don't even believe some of the things that 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 we're believing. Where you right. are now, China, they wouldn't believe like the kids are not gonna believe that. No. Right. So it was it was a process that you went through. And here yeah. you are now. Here I am yeah. now. You must fast right. and pray for your okay. child to be turned around and to, for them to and what you do at home. You know, you want to set an example, right? You want to set an example, an example that God would be pleased with. Right, train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they get older, they're not going to depart far from it. Right, train right. them up, and right. train is not just what we say, it's what we do. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, so repeat fast and, and, pray. and pray. Yes, if you want your child to be, yeah, in faith, yes, because. There's so much out there that's grabbing their attention. So we're we're not so because of because we're competing as parents, but because there's so many other things out there that has their attention, that we must fast and pray. We must be examples in front of them, right? And we must yeah. set the tone at home to let them know: listen, we don't do that here. And talk yeah. to them. Communication means a lot. You know, kids today yeah. don't act like they're not listening to you, but sit down and spend time with your child. Yeah. You know? And some kids don't like talking, but you could talk to them anyway. You can talk to them anyway. Because like you said, yeah. they can listen. Mm -hmm. They did listen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is your occupation now? What are you doing now? Well, now I uh, work as a behavioral I call myself a behavioral adjuster with the courts and with mental health and um, with ACS and parole, probation. Just someone that's saying I need help. Yeah. So, uh, so wow. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I bet you've seen a lot. I've seen a lot, heard a lot, experienced a lot on a daily basis. Um, the uh, field today that I never intended on getting involved in, but it was the Lord's um, doing and he already knew what he had planned for me. And yeah. so the whole therapeutic platform today is very, very intense. And, but the God is keeping me on a daily basis so well yeah. you definitely have to listen to my last my last show you have to because this that psychologist is mind-blowing the stuff she says it, it'll blow you away i will do that yeah what does your faith mean to you mona my faith means to what it means to me it is my navigation piece Oh, my faith is my moral compass. Yeah. It tells me when I'm going too far to the left, 
tells me when I'm going too far for, to the right. And it also tells me when I should be still. Because that means I'm not trusting myself to navigate, right? I'm trusting God to navigate through rough waters, through, through, through peaceful waters, uh, through times when it appears nothing is going on. And then through times when it, it's, I, I know that everything is going on. And I have held on to my faith, meaning that I don't trust what I see. And sometimes I don't even trust some of the things that I know. I have to go beyond that. I have to pull on the Holy Spirit to lead and guide me to let me know if I'm going in the right direction or should I just be right. still and wait? Yeah. My faith has caused me to miss things that the enemy traps that the enemy had set for me. Right. Wow. We know that he yeah. wants us to fail. Not sometimes, oh, yeah. all the time, all the time. Yeah. My faith tells me to keep my focus on God. Yeah. And I, I just rest in him. I, 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 I just trust him. Even when I don't know what he's doing, I still know the outcome is going to be for my good. And we know that all things work together for good yeah. to them that love the Lord. This is his word and are called according to his purpose. Amen. Yeah. And the devil is so busy. But guess what? I just laugh at him. I just laugh at him because he does not even phase me. He tries. Of course. He tries, but he, he doesn't phase me. And, mm -hmm. and I really do not understand why he has not stopped because... I just laugh and it doesn't matter. My day could be going along great and I get a roadblock and I'll get mm -hmm. a stumble and I'll get a rock and mm -hmm. I'll get a tree, mm -hmm. try to be in my path and get, I'll just keep on smiling, keep on walking because there is nothing. And I don't know if you feel this way, but there is nothing that he could do to me that would make me give up mm -hmm. or deter from God. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Nothing. Yes. No. I'm I know. Not That's not happening. No. Not no. happening. So, no, so no, I guess no. that's why I was given the title a nun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you went through many fires, <laughs> right? Oh, God, right. Okay. Doggone right. Where you can Many make fires. choices. Exactly. You could you could say what you will and will not will and will not do and mean that because With all of my your heart. experience. Because of your experiences, what you had yeah. to go through and what you went through. God yeah. be the glory. Yeah. yeah, God be the glory for real. Mm -hmm. Because I'm here today because of God. I mean yes, that me says too. enough. Yes, right yes. There. You do, right? right? Yes, yes. It was not, it was the enemy's intention 
that I not survive this that storm, that first storm. Yeah. It was his yeah. intention. Oh, this this is going to take her out. But I knew that I believed in God. I knew that I trusted God at a young age. You know, my faith was strong then and it became even stronger um, going through the trials and tribulations that I did go through. And I just love him. I love the Lord. I love him with all my heart. Yes. Me too. Oh, my heart. Now, I got a question for you. This is something probably people think. Mm -hmm. Does having faith and loving God with all your heart make you perfect? Oh, no, 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 no. There's no perfect servants. No. We, 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 the Bible says that we've all sinned and come short, fallen short, shifted short. We came up short of the glory of God. And it's okay because um, this is not giving anyone a license to just, you know, how people say, oh, this is me and and God knows my heart. And there's a time when we grow past that. Yes, God knows our heart, but then we have to continue to seek after the heart of God. Right, right. To be more like right. to be in his right. image. It is work. Mm-hmm. We have to put the work in, right? If you say you're in a relationship, guess what? You're gonna put the work into that relationship. Amen. Hundred percent. That's right. You know, so this is what you know that that's what we do. That's what we do. We put the work into the relationship, right? And it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And even when we, yeah. you, you don't always know. One thing about it, if we can, if we don't know nothing else that we can be assured of. We know that he's always with us. Jesus said, I will yes. never leave you. Never. Neither will I forsake you. Yeah. So he's yeah. omnipresent. And when I heard that, mm-hmm. I knew I was good. You I was didn't good. have to worry anymore. Nope. Mm-mm. No. Because before that. Yes. Even though I loved them, I felt alone. Yes, yes. Oh, I should say I thought I was alone. You thought you was alone until you learned that you were not alone. He was there all the time. All mm-hmm. the time. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Now, how would you convince someone mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. believing in God is the way to go? How would you do that? Well, in such a a time that we're living in now, where from our government all the way down, you can't trust, you know, what's being said. Things are very confusing. You know, it seems like, you know, that people don't have a genuine concern for each other anymore. This is just... It's basic. It's having nothing to do with. I see it too. I see it too. Yeah, you see, you know, people are just, they don't care. It's all about me and, and, and trying to just get where I need to get. Or how about people that have just lost hope? They're just hopeless. They don't want to be bothered. They want, they're just waiting to, to die. That's it. Believe people that are just waiting to die. There are people that's all, that's all the hope they have. Okay. I'm just waiting to die. So I'm not going to look for to anything i'm just down and out so if some if someone if i want to encourage someone to give their life over to god i would say to them listen he's trustworthy 
because we cannot find trustworthy people anymore. I said, and I and then I I'll tell them that he's a giver of life. Okay, he's not gonna you know distract from you. He's not going to take from you. Not so much as giving our burdens over to him because the Bible says we are to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. But people today are looking for life. They would, you know, some people want to, you know, find something, a reason to live. And yeah. I tell people, he is a reason to live. He he will yeah. give you a reason to live. And and China, that's why it's so important that even if we don't open our mouths, our very presence should change atmospheres no matter where we go. You know, I've heard people, you know, people have stopped me and said, it's something about you. That's all yeah. for me. Something about, yeah, it's just something different about you. Yeah. You know, I've been watching, here. Yeah. I've been, that is the door. Say so you don't act like other people. Of course, I'm not the only one, but in their environment or an environment that they have been observing me, yeah. To, to them, I am the only one. Yeah. And so yeah. I would tell you, he's a giver of life. He will not yeah. take from you. He will give to you. He's trustworthy. He's dependable. He will love you when no one else loves you. Say so he will abundantly. Abundantly. Even if you don't know how to love yourself. There's many people that don't know how to love themselves. And I agree. come and love you in spite of how you even treat yourself. Wow. And this is what I believe people are looking for today. And that's how I would just introduce him. Well, I'm sold. I've been <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was really good because yeah. I think people need to hear that. And and sometimes that question might be in their heads. And right. I just wanted you to put that out there for somebody who might be thinking that because nobody's going to say that out loud. Hey, yo, what would I have to do if I wanted to give my life over to God? Exactly. Nobody's mm -hmm. just going to come out and say that, but they might be yes. thinking that. Sure. So I wanted you to put that out there. Sure. That's really good. Because a lot of times people are speaking within themselves. They're having conversations within themselves, hoping that yeah. somebody will come along and answer that they could actually open up to and say, listen, well, how, how do I give my life to God? What does that mean? Right. So, yeah, that was that was good. Thank you for even. And like I said before, just because you believe in God, it doesn't mean that, you know, what it all entails because yes. it does entail yes. some stuff like you said yes. it entails you changing your behavior mm -hmm. it's a lifestyle yes you a know, lifestyle. Uh, it's like you can't be that person you were before right but but people are layers people and and people have to understand too people are layers so okay yes. you break a little bit of the layer and you're with god mm -hmm. you break a little bit more 
and you're mm-hmm. even more with God. Mm-hmm. So the more you break those layers, the more God can hear you, the more you can hear God. And it's an awesome relationship because you are in tune now. Yes, okay? absolutely. Absolutely. I know for a fact, even though I love God with all my heart and all my mind and all and all my soul, mm-hmm. I wasn't in tune with God. I would hear things and I'm thinking, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I better mm. not do that. But it was God trying to guide me, but I didn't hear it. I didn't know yes. it was him. Yes, absolutely. Yes, that's right. So so all the wrong turns and, and, and movements were because I didn't hear. Yes. Or you yeah. heard and you did not understand didn't what understand and who it. was or- speaking to you. Yeah. Right. Right. I didn't, I didn't know, like my, the one guest said to me, I didn't know what God sounded like. Okay. And that's powerful. That's right. That's right. Now I know what he sounds like. What he sounds so, like. so when you give yourself over to God, you mm-hmm. learn that, right? Absolutely. You learn more and more about him and spending a long time with him. You know, I had this thing, I did this show it was like a pilot show and i had a segment where i just told them to turn all the lights off everybody sitting sounds nothing turn it off so it was like totally dark in the room and i had people just sit and for about five minutes and then once the lights were turned back on i asked them i said what happened? What did you think about? What was said to you all in your head? Because no one's talking. Yeah. What came up in you? What And the things that was stated was unbelievable. Within five minutes, I call it, I called it unplugged. Right. No cell phones on, no lights on. You know, no music playing, nothing. Just sit with yourself. And a lot of times, China, we don't like sitting with ourselves because we're afraid of what's going to come up. Right. And sometimes we have to sit with ourselves to allow God to deal with the things that come up. Yeah. In silence. Yeah. It's important. Very important. Very important to know yourself um, because some people, um, I had a guest who, who touched on it. You know, some people are afraid to really know themselves. Oh, yes. And during COVID, they had to. Because oh, yes. There's nobody around, nothing to do. Nothing. So people are like freaking out and, and needing medication because the person they seen looking back at them wasn't so good exactly yes mm-hmm. so yeah you gotta you gotta get to know yourself and you gotta decide who you want to be because you could make that choice mm-hmm. i really yeah. you know i believe that mm-hmm. you can make that choice and and then when you give your life over to god it, it makes it a little bit easier you know yes to become a person that you'd be proud of, you, you know, yes. you're not ashamed of, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, mm. I know we're getting close to the end here, but I really want to ask this question. 
Winston Churchill. All right. You heard of him, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. He said, if you're going through hell, keep going. Mm -hmm. What hells have you been through, Mona? And how did you get through them? One of one of the the worst things I could say that happened, it is always the aftermath of the experience. You know, the experience takes place, but right. all of the other things that it releases, the aftermath, after, you know, after the individual or the uh, uh, the thing is is done, like and it moves on. You know, it's a, it's the next day. Okay, you know, yeah. time has not waited, but the experience you are locked into that time. You're right. locked there. It's like you're immobilized. You cannot move. Everything you do now is centralized or, or around what what happened. Right. And right. how do you how do you move forward? How do I make sense of any of this? Right. And so the, the worst thing was just feeling like um, you alone. You know, if anyone even um, have experienced such a lonely type of empty feeling, like uh -huh. everything in you. Whoever you thought you were, your spirit, I will say it like this, your spirit has been broken. Not the spirit of God. I'm talking about the, the triune of who we are, body, soul, and spirit. That yeah. spirit has been broken. And when your spirit is broken, it it's like you really don't know who you are, what direction you should go into. And how you should pick yourself up and move forward. Okay. And so it's something called process. It, it happened, you know, things happen, life happened, unexpected. You didn't expect it. it wasn't in your, you know, how we make the vision board. That wasn't yeah. up on my vision board. That wasn't up on your vision board. It kind of, you know, it kind of moves stuff out of the way and say, well, you're going to make room for me. I go through and I, I, I went through because I know that God, even though I knew he was there with me, but I know as knew as long as I kept moving, he was going to meet me on the other side. Amen. And it's called process. If I did not go through that process, meaning go through, um, there's a scripture in Acts that talks about a storm called Eurachlodon. And this storm tore everything up that it possibly could. And it tore up the ship that Paul was on. He was on his way to plead his case. And when the storm came, they all made it out. All those, he said, no lives. The angel of the Lord came and told him, said, listen, no lives are going to be lost. And they came out on broken pieces of the ship, but they made it to dry land. So even though 
I had to go through and grab hold to broken pieces of my life that I, I said, okay, there's a little something left here. Maybe I'll hold on to that. And I kept doing it until I was able to see a light through that dark tunnel. It was darkness. It was like an abyss. Yeah. But God was there. He began to lift me out and let me know that he had a plan and purpose for me. And mind you, all of this happened after I came back from my first mission trip. Wow. Right? And so it is about the process. It's about, um, you know, loss as or on different levels, experiencing loss, but understanding that there's a process and that God will bring us through or he brought me through it may have been broken pieces, but I was saved. I was rescued. My life was not taken. I was not abandoned. I was not alone. He was always there. And that's how, you know, I respond to going through that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Well, that's true. I mean, you definitely have to assess the situation. Yes. And you got to keep moving forward, too. And I'm saying this to people who might be going through something right now. You, no matter what, you got to keep moving forward. And the more you keep moving forward, the better you feel. Not that you're going to make light of what happened. No. You definitely you feel better with God's help. You move forward, you keep living your life, you keep trying to make better choices, you keep listening to God, you keep, mm -hmm. you know, trying to do better mm -hmm. instead of giving up because that, there's no after that. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's so true. You can't mm -hmm. give up. Can't give up because the enemy wants us to give up. Exactly. He really does. He wants us to give up. But great is he that's in me than he that is in the world. What, and this is my last question for you, but mm -hmm. what is your favorite song? Well, one, I have so many because I'm a worshiper. I love worship music across all genres. But one of my favorite songs is Psalms 121. Wow. Okay. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. That's wow. one of my favorite um, songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it is Psalm 1 what? In case one somebody wanted to look it up. Yeah. Psalms 121. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is well, a song. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Are you still singing? Because I remember you had such a beautiful voice. I do from time to time, not as as often as I would like to, but I but I do. But I definitely continue to worship God in my prayer time and in just just any time. I, I just continue to worship Him in song, and I do. I yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. Well, God wanted me to tell you. Yes, He gave you a gift. Wow. So, he did. That's what I'm telling you. Wow. He wanted me to tell you that. So don't Thank forget. You. 
He gave wow. Yeah. That I believe that no, I'm not believe. I know that's God because I have been haggling back and forth uh, with it because unfortunately people want to stifle. You wouldn't think so, but yes, want to stifle the gift of God that's on, on our lives, your life, my life, and all those that uh, uh, will listen or are listening. And I had really stopped. I just stopped singing. I would get in different uh, environments and this is within the church now. And yeah. I just wouldn't sing. I would not, I would sing, you know, with the audience, whatever. If someone asked me to lead out, I'm like, no, like, you know, let somebody else do it and I'll support them because I knew that there were people in the audience that just did not want me to release that gift of God. And um, this is the day and time that we're living in. You know, know, the Bible says, let the weed and tear grow together. And in the day of separation, he said he will do the separating, right? So there, there are tears among the wheat, right? And sometimes he said, I'll do the separating because sometimes we start plucking something that is, is good. And um, because we think that it is no, no good. So I said all that to say that we don't feel, I, we don't want to feel that this is going on in the house of the Lord, but yeah, you know, but, judgment is going to start there, and it is. But that was true. That was that was God that shared that with you, and mm -hmm. I, I received that. And 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 you're the second person within uh, three weeks ago. I was um, at brunch with Jamon oh. in Long Island. I met. I went out and I met her in Long Island, and we had brunch together. And a, someone I had not seen in years, Pastor Mona, how are you? And I'm like, oh my goodness, how are you? I knew it was the Lord because I, I don't go out there that often. I'm so busy on Saturdays, you know, but yeah. you want me to go. And she said to me the exact same thing uh, that you just uh, said. She said, she asked me, for, she said, are you still singing? And so I kind of looked, I said, you know, when I'm asked, I said, I, I do worship at home and all. She says, no, God gave me that voice and yep. he gave it to you to help set the captives free. Yeah. And you must continue to sing. And wow. here you are. That was three weeks ago. And here you are giving me that same word. So God is up to something and he expects that I utilize the gifts, all the gifts that he's given me yeah. even in the midst of adversity. Well, yeah, because you could, you could make a single, you could make an album. You're in Brooklyn, New York. They got plenty of studios there. Get her, get her done. I hear uh, you. Wow. Get oh, her done. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I will do that, cousin. I will do that. Now, that God, God didn't give me that gift, but I don't care. I'll sing to anybody. I believe, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> On my last show, I sung Amazing Grace at the beginning. You'll hear it. On my last, on my last show with the I'm, psychologist. At um, the beginning, I play music and okay. I sung Amazing Grace. I'm going to go back and listen to, uh, when, when was it aired? 
Uh, it aired just just past Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm going to go back and listen to it. Yes, please. I'm going to listen and watch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't care because like I said, God wants you to speak, whether it's with song or with your words. That's powerful. Give him glory, you know? That's powerful. I'm so excited for you, China. I'm excited for what God is is doing in your life. I'm excited yeah. for where he's brought you, what he's brought you from, how yeah. he's brought you, and how he has you in the marketplace, lifting up his name and yeah. representing him very well with such compassion and a desire that people will know him. And this is a beautiful show. And I'm so glad that I was able to be a part of it. And, and I just celebrate you and the God in you and all of your yeah. listeners. Um, I'm glad you came. Before. I really am. I mean, yeah. I was excited. I was like, I got, <laughs> I, you see, I kept determined, right? It was like, oh, I'm okay, so glad you got. Yes, I'm so glad you did. The Lord just spoke to me and he kept speaking to me and said, you have to persevere and you have to do this. You know, yeah. you have I'm to glad. do this. It's, there's a bigger picture than what you see and you know. So I am so honored for the opportunity to share, to be able to share this evening. To God be the glory. God be the glory. And thank you again. I am going to say... Goodbye to Bona. Mona, thank you again. Thank you so much once again. The Lord bless you and keep you is my Amen. prayer. Thank Amen. you. Wow, that was a great show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Well, this is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. Thank you for being here. And I want to say thank you. I was lost and you found me. I was dead inside and you breathed into me And you brought these bones alive I want to say thank you Thank you for saving me Thank you for loving me unconditionally God, you stood with open arms